This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero, Pero Let, Let Me, Me Tell, Tell You. you. Dale. So we're recording. We're, I think we're each waiting for the other one to say something. Like, just, <laughs> where's the green light? Where's the green light? I'm, I'm missing my green light here. Uh, hey guys, uh, welcome to this episode seven. It's episode seven. Lucky yeah, it's like seven. Are we just gonna keep saying the numbers of the episodes every? Like, welcome to episode three thousand four hundred and twelve. Listen, if we make it to 3,412, <laughs> that's worth mentioning. Yeah, that is worth mentioning. That is worth mentioning. And if we do, it'll be because of you, By listeners. that time, we got Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, Amazon as sponsors. Dude, I would just want us to have Netflix and we can do a, we can turn this weekly podcast into a weekly Netflix show. And listen, you know what we you know what we could also do if once we've reached episode 3,412? We could be the voice of Alexa <laughs> for the Hispanic households. I'd rather be La Voz de Suri. <laughs> Pero Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, oh, ¿cuántos dedos de mantequilla tengo que me poner en, en la receta de... You have an Alexa, right? Of course you I have, have an Alexa. Alexa. And I was at, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at, um, in New York, staying with Rick and Joe, our friends up in New York, and they have an Alexa in the kitchen. Well, I got Alexa because, because of, of Rick and Joe. Right, yeah. And then they also now have one in the living room and it's connected to like all yeah. the lights or what yeah. have you. And so... I turned on the lights because we were there. They went to work. We stayed behind. And I was just like, okay, Alexa, turn on the lights. Okay, fine. She turned on the mm-hmm. lights. No the adios that would make that thing turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. I was like, Alexa, turn off the lights. Do not understand the command. Mm-hmm. Alexa, please turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. Do not understand the command. She gets stuck sometimes. I'm like, Alexa, off. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to phrase it. Yeah, and she got she just couldn't. She would not understand it. And I'm like, you know, you know, she's just messing with me. Like, don't, she don't you it. remember the first time I, we were in Rick and Joe's kitchen? And I think it was Rick that he's like, Alexa, play what song? And I'm like, what's, what, what just happened? What's Alexa? Who are you speaking to? Is there somebody in this house that I don't know? That you guys I was like, what is that? But to their credit, they were... They were the pioneers. They, yeah, because they got it through, like, special invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the first... Which, the first, yeah. when... Actually, it was Rick who told me about it. Then I went and signed up in Amazon. And I actually got Alexa before it was released as well. Ah, um, yeah. So, we've now spent three minutes talking about Rick Aiken. And I'm sure Rick Aiken is very happy that he's being, you know, spoken of to the masses. <laughs> well... <laughs> So, Rick, thank you for introducing me to Alexa, because you changed my life. Yes, and thank you for making my liver much more able to tolerate liquor <laughs> since I live next to you. Ah, so, here we are, episode number seven. And you, sir, since it's our seventh episode, yes. you have some stats that we want to share with you guys, our I listeners. do have some stats. So, as we've been mentioning, kind of sprinkling throughout, um, we've got a bunch of listeners. And I think the most impressive thing for us is not just that we have listeners... But that we've got international listeners. Like worldwide, last, baby. Yeah, we're worldwide. Forget Pitbull. It's all about us. Mm-hmm. Um, last episode, we actually mentioned that we have listeners in Suriname. We also have listeners in Brazil, mm-hmm. Australia, mm-hmm. Indonesia. Yeah, I don't know that one. I have no idea. Like, yeah, most of these we kind of like, oh, I kind of think I know who this person, you know, who the listener mm-hmm. is or whatever. Uh, Canada, the UK, the Netherlands, and Martinique. <laughs> I don't. I forget Martinique exists. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, no, don't say. I, that. Do. I just think it's interesting 
like places like Indonesia listening to two Cuban American guys talk about you know pastelito de guayaba and mateba and but you know that Cubans are kind of like roaches right like you know we're everywhere yeah like in the most remote area of the world there's a Cuban somewhere listen there's a whole Cuban neighborhood in Australia is it really in, in Sydney yeah you didn't know that no you didn't tell me this yeah and um no I know did this you guys, did you guys no 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 I know this not, not from when I went oh, to Australia okay. but um, what happened was that when when they were having all those freedom flights after the revolution in Cuba, mm-hmm. there were um, several people um, that were, I guess the Australian government was offering these incentives that if you move to Australia, you got certain um, perks in terms of like legal citizenship or right. legal residency, and they gave you a certain amount of land. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and they gave you certain funds. Because remember, Australia was extremely underpopulated. Um, populated. And um, there are a lot of Cubans in Australia. In fact, one of the girls that works with me, she has family in Sydney. Really? Yep. It's, yep. A, it's funny you say that because I... A Cuban I, and Australian. Wait, no. I had totally forgotten about it as you said this right now. Do you remember you remember the movie Moulin Rouge? Mm-hmm. Do you remember there's a version of Rhythm of the Night mm-hmm. on in the soundtrack? It's actually sung by this girl called Valeria. Mm-hmm. She's actually... Her parents or her father is Cuban, mm-hmm. and I was always like, oh, "Okay, tremendo desvío that the balsa took to get to you know to Australia." Like, we're not talking about like the ninety mile stretch here. We're talking about like you know the Straits of Gibraltar and shit, you know. And then it's well, I guess that explains it. Yeah, now, though. Yeah. And what's really interesting is that these people, that these Cubans that went to Australia, you know, they speak with the Cuban and Cuban slang like we do with the Cuban right, accent, right. but then they their English is. With the Australian accent. Do you so. think that for Noche Buena, they, instead of using adobo, they use Vegemite <laughs> on the lechon? Because it's just as salty. Ugh. It's salty. Maybe, maybe they use that to like get the skin nice and toasty. <laughs> it's toasty on, yeah, it's toasty. on the lechon. Yeah. How do they get the lechon in Australia? Uh, I don't know. But... Well, they've got boar, wild boars. Yeah, but it's not lechon. In the country. Listen... You 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 improvise you you know that's our people are very good at that Hispanics in general are very good at like okay que lo que hay and so what is it that I have to make let's pretend this, let's, let's yeah. pretend this boar is a, an actual pig I mean, the only difference is those big tusks yeah that's true and then you no make, but you know what I think it's funny that even, like Cubans here in Miami complain that the pigs here don't taste the same as the ones in Cuba because you know remember yeah, the, the soil of Cuba is made by the gods it's like <laughs> nectar of the gods. <laughs> Along with the sky, when Olympus fell, right, it landed in the in the Atlantic, and no, that, was that reminds me of that episode of Que Pasa USA, yeah. referencing Que Pasa USA, um, where uh, the abuelo is talking to Miss Allen, yes, the nosy American neighbor, that in right. Cuba the sky was bluer, the trees were greener, the soil was more fertile, the the air was sweeter. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Allen is like, wow, I'm so happy. I'm so um, sorry. Sorry, you had to lose, leave your universe <laughs> and come to, you know, <laughs> you know. But all nationalities are, you know, they all, we all do that. Exactly. Because you know what? Let me quote the, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Yes. Which, how we talked about, I believe it was in episode two. Yeah. yeah um, you know, we can all, no matter if you're, Hispanic, if you're Jewish, if you're you know Italian, we could all relate to my big fat Greek wedding yeah, because, as we absolutely. said, for Cubans at least, it was a picture like a carbon copy, you know, um, movie on how we are, yeah. uh, with the exception of the you know we don't roast lamb, we roast pig. But one of my favorite lines of that movie was when the father is telling her boyfriend. Her. 
when your family was hanging on trees, mine was writing philosophy. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. <laughs> that, those, those, those are Cubans because according to Cubans, you know, we, Cuba got um, color television first. Really? They were the most advanced country in medicine. How? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know. I will say, I don't know about all that, but I do know most Cubans are very proud and, and prone to saying, you know, about Miami. That esto antes de llegar los cubanos era un monte, era un monte, era O sea, before the Cubans got here, there was nothing. And it's like, right, you know, because poor Henry Flagler's train would just kind of just go underwater. That did nothing. It was a submarine. Yeah, that did nothing. Under the marsh. Yeah, that did nothing. So, um, so but yeah, so thank you guys. I, I mean, I think it's, it's again, it continues to be humbling, I think, is, is what we're trying to get at, that we're being listened to across the world at this point. Um, something else I wanted to touch base on, I know you probably have, you probably picked up on it by now, guys, but we have gone, initially we were going to be bi-weekly, uh, mm-hmm. the podcast and now we've changed that we're going to actually be doing weekly podcasts so you got more of us yes exactly so we're not going anywhere anytime soon and one of the reasons that I bring that up is you know obviously it's we're going to be here every Friday uh, new episodes uploaded every Friday unless we say ahead of time we're still mm-hmm. thinking about how to or we're having a season break. if we're going to do a season or if we're just going to be like look we're gone for the next month because we're on vacation or, or what have you but we'll get to that we'll, listen we'll get to that bridge if, if we, we have if we have like a season break you know then we could have like an upfront Ooh. and then we could go to Cancun again and I could be your um, <laughs> you your, my plus one no your plus one I could be what was it your um, t- when you're taken care of your kept your oh, kept husband my kept husband <laughs> yes yes so it's all free <laughs> so a little context about, about that is as, as I mentioned a couple times I do work in advertising and one of the perks is that we get a lot of just perks from, from media partners and when I used to do Latin American media the upfronts which is the time of year that all of the networks come and show the programming for the year and try to get advertisers excited so that they can then charge you a lot for those programs they with latin american countries cable companies specifically they would have their upfronts in other countries mm-hmm. so they would say oh well we're gonna go this year to punta cana for the mm-hmm. blah blah upfront or in the case of what darian was saying we're gonna go to cancun and for this the, is where i'm gonna cut you off in the for, story. for the for the blah blah upfront so i had a plus one and I was the plus one. And I was like, look, why don't you come with me? I, wanna, I, I, want, I, want, I want to say it from my point yeah, of view. Yeah, yeah. I, want to, I just want to set it up. So, <laughs> so you set know, it up. And it's like, so okay, so... I had never been to one of these media... I think I had been to a few events with you, but like... Yeah, like the occasional cocktail, cocktail party or whatever. Exactly, exactly. But I had never been to one of these, like, you know, destination media <laughs> events. So we get flown in a charter private flight that to Cancun. <laughs> That's true. We stayed in a very, very nice hotel... Um, so everything was included yeah. and I kept asking him I'm like is this included is lunch included do is I have to pay for this breakfast? do I have to pay for this do I have to pay for this drink do I have to pay for this piece of cake like it, it was everything and then you know because it was an upfront, they were treating us like royalty like we went to the explore theme park yeah. which is amazing in Beautiful Cancun, in Cancun yeah. um, and um, we I'm like it's just swimming in caves and we like, did zip lining zip lining so, so that's fun. what I had said I had always wanted to go zip lining but yeah. zip lining is very expensive Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pay $200 to go zipping off a line. <laughs> and, then, and I've been telling him that for a long time. And then we go to this Explore uh, theme park right. in Cancun. And I think they have the largest, like, zip line, length of yeah. zip lines. We zip lined for, like, hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I kept asking him, like, is And you had free? a lot of free time on your hands, too, because, of course, I was there. Technically, I was there for work. But so because I did have I, to go to these meetings, but he didn't have to. So I was the kept husband. He was the kept husband, so he would just stay in the room and, like, lounge by, like, I swear, he was just missing, like, a Pamela, like, John Collins is all he was missing. Like, you 
know, like, darling, yes, just set the caviar there. It's a beluga. That's and everything was free. It was all included. And like, I remember leaving when we were leaving Kaku. I'm like, do it out. They're gonna send us a bill for this because again, this was something that was very foreign to me. Um, I don't come from the advertising world. Um, in the legal world, you know, they nickel and dime <laughs> you for everything. So I'm like, wait, I could have this drink for free. And we met the guy from RBD. That's true. We so it, it was a fun time. Fun time. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, so where, where are we heading into this? Um, well, I, where were we heading into this? Uh, I don't even know anymore. This is, that's the beauty of well, AI is that sometimes we've got these topics all lined up. And well, actually, so one of the things I think you, we decided we want to talk about yep. that I think uh, a lot of our viewers, our listeners... Well, um, they, could, they could be watching us. We don't know. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if maybe by the time this podcast airs, mm-hmm. and since we record our podcast like a week in advance... What the decision is going to be, but um, right now in the news, it looks like it's really grim for Toys R Us, and there is a big rumor that um, going out there in terms of the media that Toys R Us could actually, from what I understand, it's going out of business immediately. It's not like they're going to have a liquidation sale that's going to go on for weeks or months. It'll be like we're going to be closed by Friday or whatever, something like that. Which again, it sucks, but. I need to know this sooner than later because I'm a big toy collector. And so I want to be able to go and get actually not just shit for me, but I have a closet here. I will buy stuff for your son, for my nephews, for Marcy's kids. Like, yes, for, I'm going to do Christmas shopping in March yeah. if it's that cheap. Yes, um, <laughs> and you know, for next year, too. And for next year, too. Listen, I don't care. Oh, this is the hot toy from four years ago. You know what? It was $1.98. <laughs> You're getting it again. Or you could get a Tickle Me Elmo. That's, that's, get, that's timeless. timeless. That yeah, timeless. timeless. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the bigger question is, and, and this is more of a generational thing, is, you know, this whole thing of toy stores. Because I remember... I still love going and to I'm toy sure, stores. I'm almost 40 and I love going to toy stores. Right. But even though you enjoyed going, and I still enjoy as well, I mean, I'll never forget it. It's one of those feelings and those images you have of your childhood. When I would go to the Toys R Us, especially the one by International Mall. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, here in Miami, I would get like nervous going in because it was just so, so much overwhelming. So there was much. just so much from like the it's like an overstimulation. Yeah, you know, you just don't know where to start first. Do I go to like you know action figures? Do I go to like the wall the, of the, the uh, Legos, the, the, the Legos, the board games, the board games, the the video games eventually? You know? Yeah, because I remember that back in the day, um, like when Nintendo was out, I remember. I we're talking the original rest. Entertainment Center kids. <laughs> the the Nintendo they had like a wall. Where they would have like a picture of each cartridge of each game. Yeah. Right? And I remember being, I remember they're like $40, $50. And I think, oh my God, they're so expensive. Yeah. They're so expensive. And especially you're 10. Yeah. You got no income. Right. So I remember being that overwhelmed by it. And I think it's it's like a really nice childhood memory, right? Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, obviously you still like toys as an adult. But obviously when you're a kid, it, it, it has a whole different meaning to it. And I think it's what we were talking about that... You know, that, that's such a nice memory that kids now they just don't have, or they, they just won't don't have. have. I mean, they won't have to that degree. I mean, they can still obviously. My nephews, you know, go to Walmart and Target, and they go to the toy section. But it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm saying, you know, so there's still an opportunity to go and physically buy something, but it's not the same. You know, as, as going to a toy store. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, FAO Schwartz closed. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think FAO Schwartz, by the time it closed, was owned by Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this may be part of the problems, is I think Toys R Us... FAO Schwartz, did they all close? I believe so. Even the one in uh, by the Apple store in Fifth that Avenue? One, that one has been closed now for about three years. Okay. Like, it's gone. That building doesn't exist anymore. Okay. 
Um, I, was, I just saw it recently when I was up there. I think that's part of the problem, specifically with Toys R Us, is that they grew maybe a little too quickly or too ill-advisedly. I think the Times Square store for Toys R Us was absolutely phenomenal. That was, was amazing. Beautiful. With the Ferris wheel with in the there. Ferris wheel. But when you stop and think about it, it's a toy store in Times Square. Is that really what the average tourist is going there right. to buy? And once you go in and you ride the Ferris wheel, which I rode the Ferris wheel like three times, okay, great, it's a toy store. You know what I mean? It's you're buying an action figure. And yes, I realize that there are tourists from other countries where it's cheaper for them to buy certain things here right, because but people of the taxes. But it, for the amount of rent that you have to pay for Times Square, right? People are people are going there to take pictures and because it's a landmark status, not, not to go shop. Exactly, exactly. Um, and versus you know, like you go to the M M&M and M store, or the Hershey store. You actually buy it. You're going to buy a chocolate. I mean, you can buy something there for like two bucks. Right. You know, like a, a Hershey's bar or a pack of M&M's. Right. At Toys R Us, you really, like you said, you were just going there for the picture, for, for the experience, not the purchase. Well, I mean, from what I've read, obviously, they're, you know, what, what's caused for them to go downhill, which we just know are online retailers like Amazon and, um, well, even Walmart. But just which they are partners with actually. If you go to Amazon, no, if you go to Amazon and you look up their toy section, mm-hmm. I don't know about still, but I know for the longest time their toy section was actually powered by Toys R Us. Okay, um, but but the biggest downfall has been just the lack of kids playing with toys, like I guess traditional action figure, tangible, tangible toys, tangible, tangible yes, toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's so, a huge thing that's been affecting Mattel for yeah. years now, specifically the Barbie line. So could we see that. the end of Ken and Barbie? Okay, I no. See, I will march. I'll march on Washington for that. <laughs> I'll be like, no, no. Guess what? Guess what? Politeness week is over. Okay, listen. We. I will make a sign. I will dress up as Skipper. I will <laughs> go up and down, uh, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, it's funny because I see like with 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 the kids, you know, with with kids of our friends and with my nephews, they are playing more with electronic things. But I also see, at least in my instances, like I do see Marcy's girls still playing with dolls. Tristan still um, plays, uh, my son, he still plays with a lot with like, of... Like, action figure, quote yeah, unquote, with, you know, with a lot of yeah. toys. And I think that we should never let kids lose that because I think that's where they can, that's where their creativity and their imagination comes from. Right. You're, yes, you're giving them a toy based on a cartoon or what have you, but now they get to have their own adventures. Right. They get to create their own storyline. And I think that's something that is so desperately missing from kids nowadays and i don't have kids of my own but i i feel like from a school perspective everything now is Mm -hmm. to the test well here's the here's the thing and this is the opportunity to counterbalance that here's where i think that happens i mean an argument that you always have whether you have kids or not Mm -hmm. is are kids too overly stimulated nowadays with technology right Mm -hmm. and that that that's certainly a valid point but the truth is that this is the world we live in now see so you gotta figure it out and technology is only gonna get more and more it's not going away it's not going away so these kids have to be prepared to um well yeah the parents have to prepare the kids yes have to prepare the kids but the kid the the kids as as an individual as a person they have Uh to be prepared for this technological world that we live in so it can be something you know in our day we could have graduated high school Easily without having any experience in a computer, as long as you had a typewriter, you could. You see, you, you could type okay. paper, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and when we were in high school, I typed. I used a typewriter on occasion. I for I, I 
like like middle school. I in middle school, but in high school, I already had a, a, a computer. Oh. So we were in an age where computers were certainly around. I mean, Windows ninety five. Not everybody had one. Some people still had word processors. Windows ninety five came out when we were in tenth grade. You know, right. um, so we we were in an age where technology was still very relevant. Very, but it was very, very nascent too. But kids nowadays, this is just the world they live in. Right. But I think that there is a balance, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is where the parent comes in. And I can now speak as a parent. <laughs> Whereas before I would have been just talking in caca. Just a voice. You know? Yeah. All of us involved in his life, right. in my kid's life, we make sure that there's a balance. Claro. Right. There are times that's like, no, you have an entire playroom filled with toys. You, sir, are going to go play with your toys. And he will be there for hours playing with Legos. He loves Legos. Playing with uh, the Thomas train track and he put the track together yeah. and all that. Yes, he loves being on the phone. He loves being on the on the iPad. He loves all that. You know, right. he loves all that. But, you know, everybody makes sure. I mean, my mom is the first one that, you know, when my mom ever takes care of him, my mom will be like, no, you have been on the pad for an hour. Now you're going to go out and play outside. And he does. Yeah. But we, we we make sure that that's put in there. But I think now, obviously, it's very easy. You know, we're all busy. We all have a ton of things to do. You know, whether you're a single parent, whether, you know, whatever. You have a ton of things to right. do when you get home. You want time for yourself. It's very easy to give your kid the phone and go, here. It's funny you bring you bring that up that balance because actually in the last couple of days maybe the last week or so Netflix mm-hmm. has introduced something that is I see people kind of being divided over. Mm-hmm. Um, what they've created now is specifically actually towards a lot of children's programming. So it's through like Lemony Snicket and Fuller House, which mm-hmm. I know you're big, we're both big fans of Fuller House. Mm-hmm. Um, they're calling them badges, mm-hmm. and where if you complete a certain amount of episodes or you watch or you binge through whatever the case may be you get a badge mm-hmm. like a little you know, like, a, like a like a boy scout girl scout badge right. right it says like it has the fuller house logo on it or right, right, right there and you can share that on social media and what have you right netflix is saying the intention of that is to create a much, a much more interactive experience for the user because right now it is very passive you go on netflix you watch and that's mm-hmm. it this creates a more um interactive engaging experience etc mm-hmm. etc and blah 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 but the counter argument to that, which I completely agree with and I can see, is that it's already difficult enough to have that balance for children. Whereas if now you are, by the very nature of watching something, incentivizing them that I'm going to give you something, mm-hmm. a badge, points, I don't know, what, right. you know whatever it winds up being, that now what all you're doing is you're, again, further feeding the screen time, more screen that time. Is, that may binge. be very true. And but, I, but... I, I just think it's, it's interesting that, you know, but again, parents have to be the... Gatekeepers. At the end of the day, it's a parent. Parents have to be the gatekeepers. That's like, and it's hard, like you said, there's single parents, there's people who, I mean, a kid, you know, everybody could be asleep, the kid could get up and watch TV in the middle of the night. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, there's, you can't control your child 24 hours a day. I get that. But it's called parenting for a reason. Right. And it's very easy because trust me, there's days that, you know, when I have Tristan that I'm all alone with him, that I'm like, oh my God, it's just go watch TV or go, <laughs> right. That's very easy. Yeah. And that's not to say that you don't have days or moments where you're going to do that, but you have to make sure that there is a balance. You're going to go out and play in the fresh air. You are going to ride your bike with the other children of the neighborhood. You are going to play with Legos. Thankfully, he loves Legos like okay. me. And he, he could be hours with his building blocks. And that's great. But again, it comes down to the parents. And, you know, uh, the whole thing with video games. Oh, esos juegos de hoy. Well, who bought your kid the video game? Yeah, kids don't have disposable income. 
Who, who bought your kids a video game? Oh, because everybody in school has it. Well, I don't care. You're not everyone. Okay, you and I grew up, listen, very similar upbringing, and I guarantee you that neither you nor I, that argument went anywhere. No. Of like, oh, but so-and-so has it. I mean, I could, I can almost hear my parents' voice in my head right now just saying like, uh-huh, PK. E. What are you doing? Listen, the most one? violent video game we had was shooting ducks in Duck Hunt with the orange no, gun. Actually, I didn't Contra. Contra. Yeah, Contra, Contra was pretty violent. Contra was like, Contra was for his awesome. day, for his day was uh, what was the code? What was the code? Uh, up, 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 down, down. You know that right? B A B A or yeah. And if for those of you who don't know what that is, look it up. It's on t-shirts. And for <laughs> those of you who know what it is, you know, remind us. Yes, we got it yeah, wrong. Please to what is it? let me podcast gmail. Pero let me podcast at gmail or shoot us you know some comments on the Instagram, the Facebook. Uh, we're working on getting the Twitter up and running, so mm. that'll be another another moment for you guys to. Oh, I'm scared of us being on Twitter for some reason. Right. We have to be on Twitter, and I know we have to be on Twitter, but it's like, ugh, Twitter's just so... Vile? Vile and wretched, and just, everybody's always just so upset on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's just where everybody, like, nobody's ever happy on Twitter. On Twitter, nobody ever says, like, you know, hey, just saw, you know, a great sunset and some mm-hmm. daffodils. It's always like, mm-hmm. nuclear war. <laughs> There's, um, <clears throat> have you seen on, on Oyedaidon, and, you know, shout out to Oyedaidon, although he doesn't follow us. He does um, not, not yet. Hey, shout out to Oyedaidon. Um, he's this local comedian here. He's Cuban, and he makes a lot of, like, you know, Cuban idiosyncrasies. Like, you know, he yeah, makes fun of them. Little videos. Um, but he also does some more general, like, yeah. uh, videos. And he has one of, like, your like your average um, social media person. The person who's positive. Okay, it's Monday. You know, the sky is blue. Let's go build an empire. And then, then you know, there's the person who is like, oh, God, it's Monday. I hate fucking Mondays. Like, the pessimist. <laughs> then there's the, you know, the come mierda, as he calls it. He's like... What do you have against Mondays? What did Mondays do to you? <laughs> Are you racist against Mondays? You know, he has uh, he has on his Instagram. He has like yeah, each each like overly sensitive. I know that you person. said Are you racist against Mondays. This reminds me of, of the the whole the whole conversation we've had about the days of the week. Oh yeah. And like that, who was it that we decided was just stupid Tuesday? Tuesday's like Tuesday. U- Tuesday's just useless. Tuesday. Has anybody ever gotten excited over a Tuesday? Well, that oh well, that's why Vegas, <laughs> the like I guess Vegas Chamber of Commerce came up with that whole campaign. Did you remember a few years no. ago? You missed your advertising. No, I can't be on top of every campaign. They came out with a campaign a few years ago of like they had several commercials, but imagine it'd be like this guy, you know, having dinner at like the fanciest restaurant then he goes and he wins the jackpot then he hangs out with some like hot vegas girls and then you know he ends up at like a strip club and then it's you know the commercial would end it's only tuesday oh Las that's vegas. Cute. Com. yeah yeah so well but then it gets vegas it is vegas. If, if you're in vegas and unless you're there for like a convention well not even no, because you can go there for like a show. I mean, they have the, the cons. You know, the, the residencies are not just on the weekends. No, no, but I'm saying if you're there for like a convention, I don't know, like the podiatrist convention or, or <laughs> famously a rowdy bunch. Those podiatrists, yeah, yeah but yeah, those podiatrists, though. Those podiatrists, yeah. I, actually, you mentioned right now, um, like girls at a strip club, and this is totally anecdotal, just popped in my head. Last night on the way back home, went to dinner party. Uh, we're in an Uber, and a local strip club was mm-hmm. running a radio commercial. Uh-huh. On know, one of the local stations, it's maybe Power ninety six or what have you. It was Club Pink Pony. Mm-hmm. Um, the people's voices that they use for that commercial, like I've heard Gentlemen's Club, mm-hmm. you know, commercials before, where the girl, the voice is always like, you know, hey boys, you want to have a, you know, yeah. like it's very seductive, very whatever. Right. All right, 
the voices they used it was first it started with a girl talking about the club and then the guy talking about like where they were and what they had right mm-hmm. so it went a little something like this hey Miami you wanna come to see the prettiest girls Ale, you know you like it and then the guy comes in he's like si porque you know we're on 40 calle and blah 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 I'm like this was the final draft yeah this was edited somebody approved by a group of people there was a version of this that somebody said no no let's turn it to this Mm -hmm. why like who it was it blew my mind and i'm like i kind of want to find it and post it on on our page somehow that would be awesome to hear because it's just it was you know we're on power 96 it was like either power 96 or no i think it was this it was um oh shit i forgot the name they changed the name it's one of the iheart miami spanish language stations um can't think of the name right now at the station, but again, it was like two in the morning, but it was just so badly done. And listen, again, I work in advertising. I know that radio is the most efficient and it's cheap and mm. that's why people use it and you can do it in a couple hours, but mm. nobody else had a better voice to do <laughs> this know, with. You know what that reminds me of what you're saying? This got approved by a group of people. Remember when I used to be really into um, uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast? Yes. Um, you know, for those of you out there, remember that show on comic? It was on uh, yeah, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. It was Space Ghost. One Coast of the precursors Coast. of Adult Swim. And it used to be about Space Ghost, my favorite Zorak and Brack, <laughs> right? And it's based on the original cartoon from the '60s. What was the actual name of the cartoon? Space Ghost. Just Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Yeah. Right. So I always used to tell him, <laughs> since you know he's a, like comic book and cartoon like guru, I used to tell him, "Gee." I wonder when somebody got the idea for this cartoon of like, let's have this superhero who's kind of dumb in tights, and the main villain is a praying mantis <laughs> with an army of praying mantis, and then the other villain is like a tiger-looking, yeah. African mask-looking something. Could, yeah, I'm not sure what Brack is, and 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 a group of people at. The, what are they Anna Barbera? They're Anna Barbera. Yes. Uh, Anna Barbera in the '60s said, "Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. This shit is going into production. This is, right we're now. gonna pr- we're gonna produce it. We're gonna put money behind it. We're gonna make multiple seasons of right. this. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say. That I would say every time I see something that's just kind of like, this was not only approved. This is the final product. Yeah, there was a version of this that somebody said, "No, no, we need to change it. This part, this one's bad." <laughs> now this is the good one. You know what that just reminded me of? Now what? actually, it's what? full circle here. This is, this is for our, this is for our Miami people because it only aired in Miami. Do you remember in the early '90s a commercial for Maria's Furniture? I do not. Lo que cuentas el cash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Venga, compra yes. muebles Maria's furniture. Tenemos cuatro pisos llenos de muebles. Porque aquí lo que cuentas el cash. So it was the equivalent of like a crazy Eddie style uh-huh. commercial. I mean, I think every every city has their version of a crazy Eddie. You know, it's like, come on down, we're crazy. Yeah. And it was for they had like what two locations? It was a two. They had store. one location. It was they like, had one location. Yeah. And I don't know Run how... Rundown Furniture Store in Little Havana or whatever. And but it became a huge catchphrase. Lo que cuentas a cash? A huge catchphrase. Yes. Catch like, phrase. people would say that left and right. Yeah, I don't even... I, he should have copyrighted that, you know. Maybe that. he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Cash. Who's to say? Oh. <laughs> so what else do you have? Uh, I don't know if I have anything else. I just... Oh, okay. So I mentioned this, this to you offhand, and maybe it won't translate as well, but I'm going to go with it anyway. So, all right. You know how people always say when something's cheap? This is just something that bothers me right now. I'm just, it came to me yesterday, not yesterday, a couple days ago as I was walking out of my, my apartment, literally locking the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. You know people when things, they say something's cheap, they're like, no, that's, it, 
I always heard it in Spanish. I never heard it in uh-huh. English, but eso es Mickey Mouse. Eso es Mickey Mouse. You know, that's Mickey Mouse. It's or, Mickey or Mouse. when you do a, a like a half-assed job, right? You go, no, right. I got eso Mickey Mouse. Exactly. Don't do it like Mickey Mouse. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's slang for don't do it cheap. Don't do it half-assed. Yeah. Don't do it. You know, how did that come to be? <laughs> Have you been to Disney World? Disney World's not cheap. Not only is it not cheap, but Disney World is such a... But they do everything so full circle. So everything like, is so perfectly thought out. Right. And like, no, per- perfection in Disney World is an understatement. Right. Like, if you would tell me, like, you know, yo, don't do that, you know, South Korean animation studio style, I'd be like, well, yeah, because they recycle a lot yeah. of their, their frames and shit. But... That reminded me... But Mickey Mouse is not cheap. Did I ever... Going with your theme of, of the perfection of Disney... Oh. Did I ever tell you tell you the time that my grandmother fell at, at the Magic Kingdom? I vaguely remember this. Okay, my grandmother fell in the Magic Kingdom, right? This is, mind you, this is like one of the handful of times this poor woman has left the house. Yes. She fell in the Magic Kingdom. This was here this was we were in high school, so it was like twenty years ago. She fell. It wasn't like a dramatic fall, but she she un, overstepped or something and she fell, right? I don't know where these people came from <laughs> within a microsecond. Well, they got to her first, then us. And we were with her. The Disney Rescue Patrol or Army comes in to take care of her. And I'm like, where were these people? Like, do they just, like, pop out of thin air? There's like an alarm. There's like an alarm somewhere. A a patron has fallen. And they took my grandmother. Because the thing is that a person on the floor is not part of the Disney experience. It's true. Right, right. It's true. You know how sometimes when you go to the mall and you see somebody thrown on the floor because they want to sue the mall? Right. So they, they put the whole song and dance. Right. You know, whatever. That's the mall. But seeing, a, not seeing a fellow patron in Disney on the floor not is not part of the Disney experience. That's true. You no, know, it's not. You know, for Chad and Brittany from Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... Chad's from Connecticut, but Brittany, she it's went to school Jersey? there from... No, like, from Louisiana. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah. But she went to school there. And okay. so, you know, she... she to, to... Yeah, she got her degree at Sarah Lawrence. Okay. And she was a communications major, but that's... I mean, she really <laughs> wanted to focus on philosophy. But anyway, so they whipped my grandmother into, like, a back area... You know, uh, like a yeah, it's like a back area behind Main Street USA. That that's at that time where they had like their I guess emergency medical okay. facilities. Okay. And but all this happened from the time my grandmother fell to that we were in these facilities in like thirty seconds. I'm like, Jesus Christ! How did how did we get transported? Like, it's Disney magic. It's Disney magic. <laughs> so yes, that goes with your like I don't know, but it's very widely used. It's very widely used. And I'm just like, but why? And that's like like. <laughs> Like, on this show, Cougar Town, one time they were talking about how, like, oh, you know, when you say that something's a cakewalk, it's like, no, have you ever tried walking with several cakes in your hand? That's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. No, I just thought of the cakewalk in the fair. That's not easy either. We're going to get back to episode six. That's not easy either. The cakewalk is a ride at the fair that you, it's just a, a, a... Incline. conveyor belt yeah, that's, that's on an incline. incline but like a steep ass incline and what you would basically do is you'd go and stand in front of it and watch people fall like yeah the big good ladies <laughs> and then it's funny because some of these big bigger, bigger women people. that would go on this cakewalk they knew they were gonna get looked at but yeah it was all yeah, fun it was all it was fun exactly it was, it was innocent fun. 80s and 90s fun yeah before we before we cared about things like fat shaming now now people would put it on their Instagram and then somebody else would be like eh you're being mean you're yeah. fat shaming uh-huh. like, on Twitter oh. <laughs> exactly they would use Twitter I'd be like I'm not fat shaming I'm just laughing at the person who happens to be fat falling down <laughs> I'll laugh at a skinny person too shit. well actually actually well before we go to that actually okay. because you just reminded me of something um 
to go with the whole Mickey Mouse, I said Mickey Mouse, yeah. that reminded me recently of, <laughs> I was with my uncle and my dad was trying to fix a water heater because a part of the water heater had become loose and it had to be welded. And my father wanted to put duct tape on it <laughs> for the time being. Right? Okay. Because right. they had ordered a new water heater. And my uncle was like, Eso es Mickey Mouse. Como tu vas a ponerle tape? Algo que necesitan soldar. <laughs> so I think that's a perfect example of exactly. you know. <laughs> it's like and no Mickey Mouse would not have put duct tape there is no duct tape in the Magic Kingdom um, no what you were saying about internet shaming hits ho- close to home because do you remember that whole internet debacle with your sister yes, at Walmart my, si- my sister was at the center of a internet shaming debacle which really wasn't an internet shaming anything but it got out of hand. But it got out of hand, and it was great that it got out of hand because I think on some level it shows how people can take things out of context. And the internet is a great place, as Avenue Q told us. It's also for porn. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times Grab people your dick and double, double click. click. The internet is for porn. <laughs> <sighs> Tony Award winning. Um, <laughs> Man, this episode has been really lighthearted from the dark stuff of our previous I, I think we've had such heavy shit that we've been talking about for the last couple episodes. Like, this is our breather episode. <laughs> Next thing we're going to be talking about Publix's buttercream. Oh. <laughs> There's a Publix like four blocks from here. We can go get some. Not even joking. Um, yeah, so essentially what it was, I mean, my, my sister was relaying a story about how, you know, she was at the store with her three younger children. And so there were no carts available with the, the, I think it was at Target, with the actual seats. It was at Walmart. For, or Walmart, for, with the actual seats for the children or what have you. And but she noticed... No, because your sister was talking about, because Walmart and Publix and a lot of stores have those shopping carts that have an extender. Correct, correct. Where the you extend, could put right, more, right, than more than one kid in. Right. But there's always, which is poor planning, there's always so there's, like three of them for the whole store. Exactly, right? exactly. And then those extender, like those plastic extenders, you could put up to three kids. Right. Plus, you still have the space of the right. regular so Technically, you could cart. put two kids and then just dump yeah. one inside mm-hmm. the, the cart. You know, so And she's got three kids. And so that's where that was going. But then she noticed that there was somebody who had one of these. And... The kid that was in it, again, this is what I say about context. She wasn't saying that the kid was fat, necessarily. She, number one, was relaying what she heard the mother say she called about your, the kid. She called him Usangano. She called him Usangano, which is right. essentially like a... a, a, a I was going to use another Spanish, grande por gusto. Yeah, but like, he's just a, a big kid. A big kid. A big kid. Now, again, at this time, I think my nephews were like... Six. This was a, like three years, years ago. Or something. So you know they were like no. They, then they were like young. Like let's say they were like they were kids. They were like kids. five four, and the baby was the baby. One, you know whatever. And this other kid that was in the thing was like a good like nine. Yeah, he looked older. He looked you know, like he was nine to ten. He years was old. a big kid. Like it's not like he was a toddler. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so my sister essentially said like you know oh thank you so much for putting your chiquito you know right your, but your, your sister took a picture of but the she kid. took a picture of the kid. now you couldn't see the kid's face nor the mom's face nor the mom's face but she took it. In a way that you could see that, like, th- it was a it was a kid who was a big kid, like that right. that it wasn't a toddler, right? So everybody had to weigh in. How could you post a picture of a child? Mind you, no face was showing. Right, right. How could you post a picture of a child? That's fat shaming. That's no sé. You bully. You're a bully. No sé qué. No sé cuánto. Da, da, da. And my sister's like, no. All I'm saying is that he's a big ass kid, and I've got I'm here having to struggle now with three kids because this mother is too goddamn lazy to make her big kid who's like nine walk around the stupid store mm. i mean but then again but that was the that was the crux of it but people get so caught up in the, in the right, show what, that they couldn't get past 
I remember what I told your sister about right. that was that we don't know the context of the mom and the child, right? You know, maybe the kid was being lazy. Maybe the kid didn't feel well. Maybe, maybe the, the kid mom has special needs. Maybe, maybe the, the mom didn't whatever. think it. You know, right. didn't think it through that you know somebody else was you know right. may need that. You know, sometimes that happens. You're right. not thinking about other things and you just do something, right? right. Um, so it wasn't so much at the kid and the mother, but more like people's like reaction. And I feel I remember in that argument. I read everybody's comments. I feel that people were kind of creating their own narrative. Like, you and that's know, the problem with the internet. That's the problem with the internet. Like, like, child, it becomes the child may be overweight and maybe they can't afford to buy them good food. No, that's why no, they're at Walmart. Uh-huh. And no, like, they have a thyroid problem, like, and you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The problem I think, with the I think is that. there was somebody who I think was related to you or like I, a distant I, I, cousin. I, I think so. Yeah. That she made this whole argument that the kid, you know, was overweight, which he wasn't even overweight. It's not that he was overweight. He was just a big kid. Like he was not a toddler. Not a toddler. The kid was overweight, and that's why they were at Walmart because they can't afford to go to another supermarket <laughs> and because they cannot go forward to go to a supermarket they have to buy you know sugary cheaper things right. you know ramen noodles it, it, and gummy it bears a whole socioeconomic you know, narrative you know, and, and that you know your sister was bullying him and I'm thinking like that's not what your sister said like and this woman has created this whole narrative <laughs> This whole narrative on, you know, your sister's picture and your sister just complaining like, oh, you know, this freaking kid on the thing and here I am with my three kids, you right. know. And I'm, that's what I thought was like insane. And she got like a hundred comments or whatever amount. Like insane. People were like creating shit. And I'm like, and then people were fighting amongst themselves. Right, over right, right, right. Because as always, social media is the place to have these constructive conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was just great. I mean, it was great because, to your point, where it's like, all I said was X. Yeah. And now everybody has... Because you, you bring your own experiences to the table, mm-hmm. to whatever degree, but it's just... No. Like, you gotta... Don't don't bring your right. stuff. Look at what I'm or, saying. Or, I, like, I could, I could understand if, like, your sister would have been like, oh, look at this badass right. kid, you know, right. being a lazy fuck, you know, whatever, and his stupid mother. Right. I could understand that, you know, that's uncalled for right. to say those things, but your sister's comment was, like, kind of benign in a way. It was just, it's, it, it, it was, was more it, observational. It was more like, thanks, your big ass, you know, your big ass kid, now I gotta struggle with my three kids. It was more it was, observational right. than editorial, right? right? And, right. you know, people, like, again, created this whole narrative that it was like, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the internet. What do I always say about social media and the internet? The great thing about it is that it gave everybody a voice. The bad thing about it is that it, it gave everybody a voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. And, uh, so on that note, I think let's, in, in, in the interest of giving voices, I think it's time to hand out our, our last Coke to the yeah, desert. Yeah, again, I want to mention how in our last episode we were talking about, like, Hitler and... <laughs> and <laughs> 9-11. 9-11 and conspiracy <laughs> theories. And Excuse here we are me. talking about the fair and buttercream. <laughs> but oh, that's what we're that's, about. That's, that's how you keep it light and fluffy diverse. <laughs> listen, if every single time people listen to our podcast, it was all just heavy and like, oh, and today we're going to tackle this. Like, I would stop listening. Yeah. And I edit it. Yeah. So I would, I'd be like, you know what? Just put it out there. Put how it, how it came out. Alright, so, I don't know, do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? So, I think you're going to enjoy My Last Coke of the Desert. I usually do. Mm -hmm. So, My Last Coke of the Desert goes to somebody that I absolutely love. Because she is the definition of badass. And it helps, or we appreciate, the fact that she's Cuban. And that is Gina Torres. Oh, okay, I love me, my Gina Torres. I, okay, I just... 
I, I love Gina Torres so much, I don't even know where to start. But I'm going to make an attempt anyway. Can we just start about how jealous you are of me? That because you actually I met, met her? Gina Torres? If I would have met Gina Torres, I'd go, Gina, give me a second. And I would like, <laughs> got on my knees and bowed a little bit in front of her and be like, okay, I got that out of the way. Now let's have a conversation. So, I feel that Gina Torres has two, like, pools of fans, right? I know True. she's very big within the sci-fi community. Yes, yes. That's not where I know her from. Okay. But then she's also very big because of suits. So, yes. if I haven't made it clear in previous episodes, I'm a big, big, big fan of the USA Network drama, Suits. Yes, that's all are. about lawyers. And that's why I've known of Meghan Markle, soon to be Princess. Uh, Is she going to no, be a princess? No, actually, no, she's not going to be a princess. She'll be a duchess, right? Yes. Okay. Well, but Meghan Markle, that's why I've known of Meghan Markle for years. And, I, you know, Rachel Zane has been a part of my life for many years. Um, <clears throat> but um, Gina Torres on Suits plays the amazing, badass Gina um, Jessica Pearson. I like her scenes so much that I rewind all her scenes. So, like, a one episode, like, a one-hour episode turns into an hour and a half. Because <laughs> I feel that every scene she's in is kind of like, wow. Like, there, there's a scene, I think in episode four, that she's like, you're going to go in there. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to tell them off and remind them why I am fierce. And I'm like, whoa. And I will say, as someone who has stood next to this statuesque goddess, that is the perfect word to describe her. Yeah. So and why I don't use that word often, but she is she is the definition amazing. of fierce because she she's very. For those of you who know her, and if you don't know her, Google Gina Torres right now. Um, she's a very tall woman, and she's it, she's very like regal. She's yes. the type of person that when she walks in a room, you will stare at her. Yeah. And um, you know, she was she was what Firefly. She was on Firefly. She was um, my least favorite villain on one of the seasons of Angel. She was actually... The first thing that I remember her from was Cleopatra 2525. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which, for those of you who don't know, look it up. But in a nutshell, she plays a, like the leader of a group of freedom fighters in the future who are being led by a former stripper who was cryogenically frozen and oh, woke wow. up in the year 2525. She's been in the, she was in The Matrix. She was in both so That's where she met Lawrence Fishburne. Correct. Um, and she was a voice of, uh, uh, I think she was the voice of either Wonder Woman in one of the animated movies or, or something. To that and although I'm not into sci-fi, I could see why she would be into these sci-fi and these characters because again, she's so, again, she's, she's majestic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She just has a presence. Yeah. Definitely. And then in Suits where she's like this powerful mega lawyer, yeah. you know, with like these high heels and these like power suits, she walks into a room and I'm like, if I worked for her, I would just like. If she walked by me, I'd just, like, drop whatever I had in my hand. I'd be like, oh, Jessica Pearson just walked by. But the reason specifically why I'm bringing her up as the last cook of the desert in this episode is because, again, going back to the show Suits, she, uh, on Suits, she was a managing partner of the firm. Mm -hmm. And she left the show two seasons ago. Mm -hmm. Correct. And, you know, she did come back and she had guest spots right. here and there. So her character did not... Completely didn't die. The show. Um, I don't know if they did it on purpose or if they just, you know, what their plans were. But it was announced this week that yes. she is officially getting a spinoff. That's correct. So Jessica Pearson <laughs> is here to stay, and I am super happy about it because I freaking I, I love the character, but I, I love Gina Torres. So Gina Torres, 
this Coke is for you. Yes, and again, like you said, Cuban American. She and, is Cuban American. And she is very fluent in Spanish. I yes, spoke she with her in Spanish. And right. she, no, and she's like Cuban, Cuban. Like Cuban Spanish. Her, her, it wasn't like she spoke, you know, Spanish, like she learned it. Like right. it was, yeah. Because sometimes, you know, they'll say, oh, my grandfather was Cuban. Right. No, no, her parents, her parents are yeah. both Cuban. Yeah. Um, she was born in Brooklyn, but both her parents are both Cuban, so she was raised in a Cuban household. Yeah. So they had lechon for Noche Buena. Oh, I want to have lechon with Gina Torres. Yeah. Y frijoles negro. Y yuca. You know she probably makes a good yuca. Yeah. She looks like she knows her way around the Yeah, around the- <laughs> <laughs> She does. So, on the flip side, I know I think I, I tend to have the more fluffy uh, last Coke recipient and you tend to be a little bit more hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. My, uh, the last Coke, I'm going to go ahead and give it to somebody who actually recently lost a uh, political bid, mm-hmm. but who I think is definitely still to be commended very noble what he did oncologist jason weston mm-hmm. was running and I'm, I'm literally reading this um he he runs a a cancer center in houston texas and he was running for the democratic primaries for uh the uh, congressional seat mm-hmm. okay now why do i bring up this random thing he came in third he's not gonna make it to the primary mm-hmm. runoffs and things like that the reason i i noticed him is because on my facebook feed somebody else has shared his campaign video and his whole video and the reason he ran he said is because he's tired of seeing people run without facts and basically running and promoting things that are have no factual basis mm-hmm. and so his entire really people do that who who knew that's fake news that's exactly <laughs> exactly and he but he you know he uses it and again what i think is very interesting is the clips and things that he uses is not just what you would expect like oh you know he's putting political trump and blah 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 blah, blah. but he also puts in there people like the anti-vaxxers mm-hmm. talking about how you know that's not scientifically sound how mm-hmm. you know climate change is. so he, he doesn't just kind of like say oh they're lying to you because they're politicians but he kind of takes it a little further mm-hmm. to talk about other things that are grounded in science mm-hmm. and i just found that to be so refreshing that you know here's somebody who he's an oncologist so mm-hmm. He's good. I mean, he, right. like financially, he doesn't have to. He doesn't need to do. He this. doesn't have to do this, and yet he felt the need to serve his country because he felt that he needed to bring some of that to the forefront to remind people that you can feel whatever you want to feel, but like the fact is a fact. You know, facts don't have feelings. I think, as actually a friend of ours said recently, you know, facts don't have feelings. A fact mm-hmm. is a fact. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you can change numbers and statistics and say whatever the hell mm-hmm. you want, but. You know, and I just I feel like that's commendable, and he he lost in the primaries recently. Um, but I still think he has said that he's like you know this won't be the last you see of me. I hate when people say that. I feel like every member who left the Pussycat Dolls said that, and then we never heard from them again. <laughs> no, the blonde um, one uh, hosts um, LAX TV, which they are after SNL. I watch it every week. Never mind. Go ahead. The blank face that I'm giving you shows that my statement holds true. <laughs> Um, they, they, nobody knows who they are, but but again, I just, I just wanted to commend. I think in this day and age of where people are just kind of like, oh, you know, fake news or or that's not true, or let me talk about what I want to talk about, and no, I don't have the numbers or what have you. Mm-hmm. The fact that he felt the need, he felt compelled to go and and be part of of politics or do something for his country just to promote factuality. I wish I commend him on that. I commend I, him too. And I would I give him a whole six pack of Coke. I'll give him a unfortunately he has a, an uphill battle against him because as I used to say to you during this last election, facts don't really matter. 
But somebody has to take the step. No, and somebody does. The, and minute, the, the, the minute that we all kind of just no rendimo, you know, we right. all just surrender to the fact that, well, pff, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Then we're really screwed. <laughs> no, we are. I, I agree. And more people like that need to take a stand. Absolutely. Um, because especially now in the world we're living in, on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Please um, don't misinterpret us. You know, it's, it's... Uh, facts don't matter. People just say whatever they need to say to rile up an audience and, you know, make America great again. But you know what is a fact? Fact is that between us and all of our listeners, if we start using the hashtag Pia on DWTS... We can get Pia Zadora on Dancing with the yes, Stars. People. Or at least make, enough traction we need to, to get her on, on Dancing with the Stars. And so see is Hashtag Pia D W Pia on D as in David, W as in Win, T as in Thomas, S as in Stars, Dancing with the Stars. We need your help. We need to get it out there. We need to get out the I I, I feel like I'm making one of those rock the vote. Yeah, I, you know what? When, when you do this, I have to be very careful because for years when I lived in Michigan, I would fly out of Detroit. Oh yeah. So yeah. I would, I would, I would always. The airport code was TD TW or TWT. TWD. I would always think Ground World Tour. TWT. So for years, it was really confusing. So now anytime those letters are in there, I'm like, wait, it's not Detroit Metropolitan Airport, you know? So yes, Pia. Pia Zadora, Dancing with the Stars. W-T-S. We need your help. Yeah. Pia, if you're listening, let us know you're listening. Give us a sign. I don't know, tap once for yes, twice. Pia would probably be good at the jive. You know what? I could see her being good at the jive because she does a lot of cabaret style. Yeah. And she's small, you know. Yeah, she's small, so it would definitely be easier easier for her. Jumping up and down rhythm the entire Yeah. But I can also see her doing very well in like the waltz. Can you imagine? I feel like she has really good posture. Can you imagine Bruno giving her feedback? Oh, Pia! <laughs> my darling! Well, you know, she's Italian. My darling! And he's today, Italian, so. Today you spread your wings like a butterfly. <laughs> and then she'll be like, oh no. <laughs> um, and then Carrie Anna. Carrie Anna. So, so yeah. So on that note, that's where we're ending today. Again, this episode was really light and fluffy. Yeah, it was so, like the perfect scrambled eggs. <laughs> so yes, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your jupiña, and have a great day. Yes. Thanks again, guys. Okay, Ch- bye. Bye.